We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. And we are live. What's good, people? You know, another episode of MDH TV coming back at y'all. You know, y'all favorite podcast and all of the galaxies around the universities universes or universities whichever it is universities yeah yeah <laughs> all of that hey that just that just made me think why are schools and colleges called universities i don't know i don't know yeah it's kind of strange now that i think about it because they not teaching shit about the universe. So I think they just grifting off that word. And because we was just talking about entrepreneur. Why does entrepreneur have so many E's? Yeah. I guess four E's. Bro, literally the English language is so stupid. That's why like, I used to be one of those motherfuckers that would get on niggas. Like if they used the wrong your or like they said the wrong tense of a word or something. <laughs> but now I'm like, that's just some dick shit because like honestly <laughs> who really cares you feel me because like like you know this is this is actually a good segue into the music stuff because in rap we'll listen to all these rap songs and shit or not even rap just songs period you know and they don't use grammar correctly at all and we just yeah. praise shit. but as soon as a nigga where you know what the fuck i'm trying to say you'll try and bash me or get on me because I use the wrong your, or I say the wrong tense of a word. Like, nigga, fuck you, you feel me? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess, I don't think it's that deep, like, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But the English language, you feel me, I, I heard. Now, this is what I heard. I'm doing a little bit, a tad bit of research, you feel me? So don't, don't live off this. But I heard the English language was made to where it keeps you from reaching it keeps you from your tongue reaching the top of your mouth which sends out vibrations to the universe yeah when you go like like this yeah that's why like in africa when they speak like that it's because they're in tune with the universe yeah and that's why they have vows to keep like the english language they have vows to keep them to keep your tongue from reaching the top of your mouth it's, you know, it's crazy that young Pharaoh. I don't want to take his work, but shout out to him. It's crazy that you just said that because I was literally about to just say that. Like, if people don't realize, down here, every word in the English language has a vowel. You know, these five letters A E I O U. Almost every single, not even almost every every spoken word has at least one of these vowels, if not multiple. Mm-hmm. And that's because, and it's like people kind of put these vowels up on a pedestal, you know, at least how I felt like when we were growing up in school, these vowels were put on a pedestal in relation to all the 
other words and it's like these are the five sacred vowels the five sacred letters all these others are just consonants and it's whatever like they're whatever but like andre said the vowels they stop you from you know reaching your full potential because you're saying we're saying all these fucking polluted ass words with these vowels and it's halting what we really can do and that's why y'all niggas can't do magic and shit and y'all just think it's all taboo yeah because y'all not believing in y'all selves yeah but um i was just thinking like how i was talking about the grammar you know i've really been on my i mean i'm i've always been on my kanye shit but i've really been on it heavy lately when i was like listening to college dropout and he was like saying you're and and i was out sometimes out when i'm listening to a song and I, i like hear a bar i'll be like damn and i'll rewind it or i'll restart it and i'll listen to the whole song but i'll look at the lyrics as it's going through and i noticed on, on apple music like the lyrics would literally be like your and like it wouldn't be the word it would be like how he's pronouncing it and at first i was like damn that's kind of weird but then i was like nah that's kind of cool because i know what he's talking about but if you just read this script you'd be like this nigga you know what he's saying makes no sense. And That's also, oh I was gonna say also like someone's grammar or lack of understanding of grammar, whether on purpose or on accident, kind of adds to the song. You feel me? So, because the example I was thinking of, which came from Kanye, actually from that album, when he was in, when he was singing "All Falls Down," he was like, "I uh, can you pass that Vasacy?" And he was yeah. he meant to say Versace, but it was like, yeah. if you were to just spell that word on Apple Music with the lyrics as Versace, which they probably did, but you wouldn't get exactly what, you wouldn't get the whole bar because he said, I can't even pronounce nothing. You feel me? So I feel like his lack of correct grammar added to the song and added to the, the meaning. That's crazy that you said that because that was literally the song that I was talking about when I was talking about like that song. And Cause he was like, man, I'm so self-conscious. That's why you always see that that song right there. Like, is literally like every, not even I wouldn't even say every black person. Well, at least this song because you know Kanye is obviously black, so he's speaking from you know the black, uh, the black what's we call it, the black uh perspective, but. That's really everybody because everybody's so self-conscious. But the thing that he was talking about in the song, and that's why, you know, this is our song of the week, actually. And this is the bar that I took from me. He was like, it seems like we, it seems like we live in the American dream, but the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. The prettiest people do the ugliest thing. But what y'all don't understand about that song, you can literally get any bar and it'd be, you know, the bar of the week or the song of the week. So I just picked that one because I, I felt it was the most relatable to all classes of people, you know, but as far as black people, like he was like talking about how the the girl go to college and like, she really don't know what she want to do. So she just doing hair, but she's so self-conscious that she can't even tell her parents that she don't really want to be in college. So she just going through the motions in life 
doing stuff that's not really making her happy. And I was like, wow, you know, us being in college and stuff, that really spoke to me because it's like, I know for a fact, there's so many people that are like that, but they're just too afraid to admit it. And he literally said, you know, I'm just not afraid to admit it in a song. And I was like, I was like, this nigga, like, I don't, it makes me angry how quick black people turned on him. Cause it's like, y'all are so quick to call him a coon and all this other stuff. And it's like, he, he was literally putting y'all onto game. He's been putting people on the game for years. And y'all like are so quick to say he's crazy. And that just irritates me, but you know, I'm gonna always be here for you, Kanye. We love to have you on a pod. If you hear this, I'm gonna send this to your DM, this clip. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. But I I mean, and that's what I feel like a lot of people took from Kanye is like a lot of people just totally forgot how how black power is he used to be. And I mean, he still is, it's just in a different way. But it's like, how can y'all just throw away all falls down? Uh, what's the song? Jesus you Walks. You gotta name the songs. How can you throw away college yeah. dropout, graduation, yeah. my beautiful twisted art, like all these albums, like, all right, if you want to say he was starting to get crazy at Jesus, whatever. Okay. But one, I like Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was his best album, but you know, I, I when it came out, I was bumping it. You know, I I, I still listen to a couple of songs off Yeezus every every week or every two. Weeks. Fire. Facts. Like I was listening. That's gonna be one of the upcoming, you know, yeah. songs. Like Loose Slaves was fire. And then I was I um what he was saying in that. And, and I was gonna bring up Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Like this dude literally shed light on the issue that's been going on for the longest time, but nobody knew about it until he made that song. Like, nobody knew that in Sierra Leone, kids were getting their arms chopped off and kids were dying over this diamond trade. I did a whole project on that, actually, in fifth grade. Really? Literally about, literally how how blood diamonds are, are uh, a huge issue in the world. Yeah. And it was because of that song that gave me that idea. An- another one from that, from that album, Gold Digger. <laughs> crap, crack music. I like crack music. That one's cold. Like, people are just so quick to forget not only like how black power Kanye was, but how woke he was. And it's like, y'all just write him off as crazy now because y'all don't agree with the messages he's saying. But, you know, he was woke for the longest time. And he was saying all this stuff, all this woke stuff you know, trying to put y'all in the game and trying to educate y'all. And y'all was eating it up then because it sounded good. But now since y'all don't agree with the message you're trying to get across, y'all just are so quick to like leave them in the trash. And that's why, you know, I'm not really here for none of the Kanye slander at all. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people that would just go to bat for celebrities or whatever and like, you know, argue and defend them like, you know, they're my family or they're my kin. Because at the end of the day, Kanye is on man. But, you know, it just irritates me, like, how you can be so high up in the Black community. And as soon as you try and do something good for your people or good for the community, you know, people start to slander you and call you crazy and all this. And it's like, 
just because you don't agree with somebody or don't just because you don't understand somebody doesn't mean they're crazy. Like the same people that are so quick to call Kanye crazy are like the ones that are over here preaching like mental health and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, it's just funny to see the the two sides of it. Like they'll agree with you if you're on their side, but as soon as you have a different opinion or you're not on their side, they'll throw you in the trash and you know, you're back in the slums, which damn, I mean, I'm not saying Kanye was literally in the slums, but figuratively he was literally cast out by his own community that he's been going to bat for his entire career, you know, and I don't even necessarily, I don't like the new direction he's taking his music, but I know it's good for him. You know, I don't, I don't like all this, you know, the Jesus is King album. I didn't even listen to it, but I'm not going to be mad at him because I know at the end of the day, he's doing what he loves and what's good for him. And like people will try and hate on him because he's not making secular music no more. But that's good because he's like, why would I sit here and glorify things that I don't agree with? So I respect that. Yeah, definitely. And he's always been that type of person. Like, if he doesn't agree with something, he's not going to do it. Like, we've seen him do it with the Taylor Swift and Beyonce situation, which, I mean, would I do something like that? No, but I respect it. I mean, I don't feel like he should have did that, but – yeah, I respect that. that he's vocal enough about his ideas. Yeah. And I feel like that paved the way to show, like, what his character truly is. Like, he's obviously not going to take nothing that he doesn't agree with. So, for people to sit up here and act like he's being controlled like a puppet, we've seen in the past where he's not letting that fly at all. He, like, he's yeah. he's even called out Jay-Z and Beyonce before for cheating at the Grammys or the, the Grammys. The Grammys, yeah, before. And so he bro, out his own people. Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly. And it's like, you know, he's he's cool with Elon Musk. They're I'm not gonna say they're best friends, but they're like really cordial and like they're really cool with each other. And Elon Musk is a genius, whichever way you look at it. He's trying to literally take the human race to Mars. You know, we've already been there, just so y'all know, but he's trying to do it now. So I'll commend him for that. But it's like, man, this this nigga Kanye, he literally pissed on a Grammy on Twitter and posted it as a statement. And y'all still, y'all thought he was crazy for doing that. But now, you know, we was talking about in, a, in an earlier pod, when all these Grammy nominations come out and y'all ain't see Roddy Rich on there, y'all didn't see The Weeknd on there and all these artists that y'all feel like should have gotten Grammys. I'm glad that, you know, Freddie um, Gibbs got a, a nomination, though, for uh, shit, something to rap. What was the album called? Alfredo, because I really like that album. You remember when that came out? Alfredo? Bro, we was listening to it when we were skating. Tyler got featured on it, something to rap. Where, where, that's, that's besides the point. But y'all was over here calling him crazy for pissing on a Grammy. And it's like a couple weeks later, y'all were like, oh, yeah, the Grammys are bullshit after oh, y'all. I remember Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was, I was, I'm like, I know who you know who this nigga is. But y'all <laughs> over here calling Kanye crazy 
I mean, y'all was over here calling Kanye crazy for pissing on his Grammy. And then a couple weeks later, y'all are like, oh yeah, the Grammys is tripping because The Weeknd didn't get a nomination. So it just goes to show y'all, y'all are just literally riding whatever rate wave is going on. And y'all don't know what y'all talking about. So y'all need to sit down and start listening. But Shut up. No. yeah, you know, enough of that getting on y'all ass because I could literally do that all night. Y'all do so much dumb ass but shit. But you feel me to... We got a lighthearted, you feel me, podcast yeah. talking about music that we enjoy. You feel me? We're not gonna go too in depth about talking mess about it. So yeah, we can with that. Yeah, you know, before we get into ones I enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to see. Have you heard about the? Well, I don't think it's a new. Well, it's like new in terms of it's recent, like these past two to three years there's been it's been gaining traction well it's a new genre being created but um it's not new in the sense like it's just happening these past couple of weeks have you heard about the new maga rappers yeah that, yeah there's like dudes out here rapping for maga which there's a black dude yeah yeah his name is bryson yeah he's pretty big too. well yeah he's pretty big yeah he's big in the conservative realm yeah and i remember i listened <clears throat> I listened to him for the first time, like, back in the summer, like, June. And I was like, this is kind of tight. Like, it was it was kind of good. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't bump it, but it was, like, it was pretty good. Yeah, you know. Talking about his truck and Trump. Yeah, I'm not going to sit on here in front. I haven't listened to no MAGA songs or MAGA rapper songs, but, you know, if if do whatever you like, like do whatever makes you happy. And I'm I'm just assuming that, you know, MAGA rappers, they're not out here talking about bullshit and killing people. They're not. And they're still keeping the same rap, you know, sound. And they're just like promoting nationalism and like, you know, loyalty to your country and like loving your country or whatever and all that, which, you know. I don't necessarily agree with, but I don't have no problem with, you know, having pride in the country that you live in. I don't have a problem with that. So I'm way more here for that than, you know, the other side, you know, I'm gonna just say polar opposite of it, which is drill rap, which, you know, I personally, I like drill rap, but the just the things they glorify in that versus the things that they're glorifying or that they're talking about in the MAGA rap, I'd rather people be listening to that than people over here talking about killing e- each other. And not only that, making fun of other people that their gangs or they personally may have killed. Yeah. And my dad made a, made a cool point today when I was talking to him. He was like, he was like, so many people will be scared of Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer who are like known serial killers, but people rap as if they're serial killers and they get celebrated. Yeah, exactly. So like, why do we, why do we pick and choose which serial killer we celebrate? Feel me? Because if you kill yeah. more than three people, you're a serial killer. Facts. But, you know, in rap culture, that's like glorified because yeah. you're the hardest nigga out. And I think it's like really goes to show people are scared of like Marilyn Manson and and like, like you said, Ted Bundy and all these people when, I mean, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but 
those serial killers was killing other white people. Whereas these rappers are killing other black people. So y'all are y'all are scared of white people that are killing other white people and then glorifying black people killing other black people. And it just really makes no sense to me. Like y'all logic makes zero sense to me at all. But again, this is not no pod to get on y'all ass. I just had oh. to say that point. So uh, I know, you know, we both listened to this album and I just wanted to ask, what was your first opinions on the, the new Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 3 album? Um, I, okay. It was good, it, but it, it was very different than what I expected. And I don't know yet if I like it, but like we were talking about this earlier, like I said, I'm having like kind of like a disconnect from, from rap music right now. I've been listening to like rock, alternative, classical music. I've been looking at, I mean, I've been listening to music from the fifties. So like I've been all over the place with my music, maybe in like a month when I'm back on my rap, I'll probably give it another listen and see like if I really like it. But for right now, I'm, I'm thinking this is probably last place for man on the moon. The Man on the Moon trilogy. Oh. Yeah. I, I could see that. And I I mean, I kind of, I I enjoy listening to the album. Like, I listened to it as soon as it dropped. You know, it's only 58 minutes long, and I listened to it straight through. So I was done with it pretty much. It dropped at midnight, and I was done with it. Or, like, one, I was writing my final paper for my anthropology class. And I enjoyed it, you know. I was actually having a hard time writing the paper because I would just start getting up and like dancing. Cause like, I, I enjoyed some songs, like especially Tequila Shots. Yeah. That song was cold. Mr. Solo Dolo 3. Every Mr. Solo Dolo song is cold to me. But, you know, he had some nigga songs on there. Like the one with uh, Pop Smoke, Show Out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, niggas are gonna love this song, which you know, it's smart for him to do because that gets, you know, that's what gets on the billboard. So I'm not even mad at him for that. But, you know, it was cool. I could see what you're saying, like, it being at the bottom of the Man on the Moon trilogies just because, you know, like, the other ones are just so cold. Yeah, especially the second one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I like my favorite Cuddy album, and I don't think any album... Well, any album that he puts out for sure, but this is probably top five albums for me is in Cuddy. And that's just because like, it was like that album itself was so pivotal to like the the transformation I was going through during my spiritual awakening. And like, it really, it speaks to me myself because like the song Immortal, I was going through so much shit when like I first heard that song like my homie had just died and like so much shit was going on and i heard that song and I, like i was really feeling i yeah i was feeling weak and like not necessarily hopeless but i was at like a crossroads where i was either going down this terrible ass path or you know this path where i could save my life so to speak you know i'm doing this shit, so i'm pretty sure i chose the right path but you know, that song just really, like, spoke to me. And, like, even, like, when I'm skating, it's like, when I put on this nigga Cuddy, like, you know, he really inspired me because I'll just go back to that moment when I was at my weakest. And I'll put on 
Immortal, like really any any song from N. Cuddy, and I'll be like, you know, even though you can't get this now, you're going to get through it, and you're going to look back and be like, you feel me? I made it through that. So, you know, that's why I really fuck with Cuddy, even though he's been on some bullshit lately. Oh, some politically. But I'm not even going to be mad at that. So I'm just hoping he just don't know what he's talking about. I hope he not deep state and that he not evil and all this shit. I'm just, I hope that he's stupid, honestly. Think, I'd rather him be a dumbass at this point. I think he's deep state at this point. But you feel me? Since we're talking about make it, good music, though. Since we're talking, I mean, it's all right. Since we're talking about albums <laughs> and like how they change your life, I want to bring up an album just because you here and you kind of put me on to it. I feel like Blonde is probably going to be my favorite album for the rest of my life because yeah. I feel like, like similar to you, I I don't think mine was, was, uh, was as, as serious as yours, but it, it was a pivotal moment for me. It was like, am I going to do what I want as far as like with my career or am I going to, you feel me, just go down this regular rabbit hole. And yeah. I feel like his music is obviously like unorthodox to regular R&B or pop, whatever. You can't even really put them in a genre. Exactly. It's just like this, I was like that album just like, I'm not gonna say guided me, but it just stuck with me. Like I could listen to that album and get hype. I could listen to that album, get in my feelings. I could listen to that album, just want to get in the shower. Or I could listen to this album whenever. And I was like, I've never, had another album like that where I could just play it, no skips at all, never. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? And like, it's a, it's like that with me with a lot of Frank songs. You know? I mean, with all the Frank albums, really. But yeah. I especially like Blonde because... Blonde hits different. For yeah. Sure. I like... Part of you that you Blonde and like uh, Wolf, the, the Tyler Creator's Wolf album, like those are like two big ones for me, but... You know, Blondes, I really fuck with Blonde for a lot of like the the little small top talking songs or moments he had in the songs, like the Be Yourself, the the last song where it was really just an interview, really the whole song. And like he had Sage on there and not Kel was talking and shit, especially now that I'm like skating, like I really like that song now. But I just liked it because it made it feel like you know, yeah, I'm listening to an album, but I connected with it more because they're having conversations with each other. And I feel like, you know, these celebrities, we usually put celebrities on such a pedestal, you know, and like look at them as celebrities and as famous and all this, which they may be, which they are. But I don't think anybody should be a celebrity because once you start putting these people on this pedestal now we got people worshiping people like there's literally groups of people that worship Beyonce like dead ass them like worship all these celebrities like they're gods and you know I'm not going to go down the deep state rabbit hole because that really connects with that so if y'all like what we're talking we're, we got some pods coming on where we'll talk more about that but you know what I like about Frank is like He's human. He's not really a celebrity, you know. I mean, he's he's obviously famous, but he, he doesn't carry himself like a celebrity. Yeah. You know, me and Andre were talking about this 
and I mean, I'm, I'm sure he said it jokingly, but he was like, he needs to put out more music. And mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of respect that he only puts out the music that he feels like he likes and that is perfect because all of these artists will be so quick to just throw out an album with hella songs on it just to get some money. But Frank doesn't care about that. He just literally cares about the art and the and the music and like making the perfect piece. That's why you won't get an album from Frank every year. You you have to wait two, three, four years to get an album from him because he's trying to make a masterpiece. He's not just trying to get some money. And that's why I really respect him. But yeah. you know, to your point you made, mm -hmm. where you was like, it's not as serious as me, you know, I disagree because everybody has their own struggles, you know. It might not have been as serious as like, you know, life and death, but you know, what's serious, it's all about perception, you know. What's serious to you may not be serious to me, but it's still serious at the end of the day. So, you know, the fact that you was at a crossroads and this album literally made you choose between living your life how you wanted and living your life how it, it was expected to be lived that's really serious because a lot of people and that may have been more serious because a lot of people are so quick to go down that rabbit hole where they're just doing what's expected of them or what they know is the safest thing to do so to speak so it's like you know the fact that you were brave enough to be like fuck it you know i'm gonna do what i want to do and, and fuck what happens at the end, at least, you know, I'm content with my decision. That just speaks volumes to me, honestly. And I, I was gonna say, you know, I agree with you totally, but I was gonna, I was gonna expand on like the reason why I feel like it, it inspired me is because everything, like, I'm gonna just talk about Endless and Blonde. And Blonde. Yeah, Endless was, yeah. Yeah, cause I'm gonna say Channel Orange was like, it was experimental, but the, the last two, Endless and Blonde, were, like, super experimental. And it was, like, he took a huge risk. Like, you got to think about it. You're coming off of four years and not putting out an album. And then you start off the Blonde album with autotune. That's out of this world. You sound like – it sounds like a chipmunk almost. So I just took that as, like, an act of courage because it was, like, you really had to have the confidence. And the confidence not only in yourself but in your fans to be, like, okay, this is weird, but I like it. You feel me? And it's hard. And I feel like it's hard for a lot of people to, to be confident in their decisions because they don't know or they don't even care to find out if other people would enjoy their services or whatever, or other people would enjoy what they're doing. You exactly. Because like, they're too scared. They want to do what their parents want them to do or yada, yada, yada. Exactly. And like, you know, when, when you just said that, like, that's just bring back so many memories. Like, y'all don't even understand. Like, y'all, y'all, because there's a lot of people that say they like blonde, but they'll literally just like Nikes and Knights or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even the people that, you know, fiend those songs or whatever, they don't even understand what motherfuckers is saying in the song. Like, they don't read the lyrics, bro. I like, bro, I remember, yeah. I remember telling people, like, hey, you know, he says this and be like, no, I didn't know he said that. I'm like, and then I'll be like, yeah, you didn't read the lyrics? I'm like, no, I don't read the lyrics. I just like the way it sounds. And I'm like, hey, exactly. you got to know what these people are talking about. Because they will slide in some, not Frank, but they'll slide in some slick stuff that'll make you be like, what? You yeah. Know, that's why I love reading the lyrics. Because, and sometimes, exactly. 
after you listen to a song for so long, you'll read the lyrics for the first time and you'll be like, you'll get hooked back on it. Like Novocaine. Like I'm like right now just like stuck on Novocaine because I finally understood the meaning of it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Nike's, he literally started off, like you said, one with a high ass autotune that nobody, that, that autotune, nobody has been using autotune like that since T-Pain and his shit wasn't high like that. Yeah, it, so yeah. He started off the album like that and bro, literally the first lyric he said was, these bitches want Nikes, they looking for a check. And y'all still, y'all still didn't understand what he was saying. And y'all still don't to this day. So it's like, you know, just me saying that right now, it's like just getting a feeling inside of me because like, that's so true. So true. All these bitches, literally and figuratively, all they want is Nikes. All they want is a check, whether it be on a shoe, on a motherfucking clothing, or it be a literal check with some money. All they want is money. And I'm, that's not even, you know, me hating on women or nothing because bitches is, 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 it's not gender specific. You feel me? There's men and there's women bitches. So there's a lot of dudes out here that all they're doing is looking for a check. All they want is nice shoes, nice clothes, nice cars, whatever. So, you know, so because, yeah, yeah. But, um, I'll do it after you get done. I, I lost my train of thought, honestly. I'm but <laughs> no, just like there's so many lyrics like that on Blonde, like Nights, for instance. And I, 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 I experimented with this in college because I saw, I just literally had a Blonde poster of Frank Ocean up in her room. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I DM'd her. And I was like, and then I sent her a, a two-line lyric. I was like, do you know what song this? I was like, rolling marijuana, this a cheap vacation, which is cold. If so cold. So cold. And then she said, my everyday shit, every night shit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to see if she knows who said this. And she was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, one, that's on nights. That's one of the his popular songs, so to speak. Mm. The, the switch on nights is so crazy. So crazy. The bridge. Bro. That whole, that whole, like, I mean, the whole album is really good, but it was like, I remember reading this comment on, on YouTube and it was like, that switching nights changes up the whole, like, theme of the album, which after I, like, listened to it again, I was like, that's kind of true because, like, the second half of the album is di- is way different from the first half of the album. Like, you feel me? It's like a different vibe to it. It's almost Saturn to me. Yeah, you know, like white Ferrari, which bro, white Ferrari is probably probably the greatest song I've ever. No, solo is probably the greatest song I've ever. Yeah, heard. that's literally. Look, I just pulled up the lyrics for solo right now. Bro, I'm telling you that hand me a towel, I'm dirty dancing by myself. Going on, <laughs> bro, like, come on, bro. Like, like one bro literally said, going off tabs of the ass, and I was. That was the first person I've ever heard sing about that or rap about. And that was literally when that was at the point where I was thinking, like, dang, should I try it? Should I not? And I was like, you know what? If it because I because wasn't nobody rapping about it, nobody talking about it until I heard that. Yeah. And it's like so many. My favorite song, well, 
I think literally every song at a point, like even Be Myself and, yep. you know, every song at a point has been my favorite song on the album. But one I really like is Sigurdfred uh, C- or Siegfried. Secret. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So I was like, bro, I was just like, <laughs> he said, you're living in an idea, an idea of another man's mind. I was like, and then they had the guitar solo where he was, I was like, oh my gosh. Bro, that album, like, they don't hear what, like, they hear the song, but they don't hear what he's saying. Exactly. Living in an idea, an idea of another man's mind. That's literally how all of y'all, well, I'm not going to say all of y'all. That's how so many people conduct their lives and they don't even realize it mm-hmm. and they'll literally sit here and listen to that song and still not realize that bro like i like that song too i like i mean like like you said every song has been my favorite yeah but yeah. Oh, go ahead. another song that i'm just gonna point out you feel me is future free which you already talked about like the internet. that's literally i was just about to say that one yeah <laughs> but like that song, because we already know which part, like we both enjoy too much. But the whole song itself, he was like, the first, I think the first lines, he's like, I'm not a guy, but sometimes I feel like a guy, but I'm not a guy. Or he says something, I, I ain't singing right, but he says yeah, something yeah. like that. And it's like, I feel like that just made him even more human because I'm sure as celebrities, they feel like gods. Like I feel like a god, and I barely, we got 44 followers. But like, and he has 2.1 million. So I'm sure there's times when all these celebrities feel like they're they're above the human race. And he was just brought himself back. He brought himself down to earth. You feel me? It takes, some people, it takes like a humbling experience for them to like drop their arrogance. But for him, he was just like, you know what? I'm not a God. Let me settle down. Exactly. And then like, I know there was 20 years talking about, he was like, God damn, fuck these lands. They don't want to fuck these niggas. Fuck these niggas, they don't want to fuck these niggas. Fuck you, niggas. And fuck me, if I hate it on you. That's so facts, bro. Because just like you said, he's bringing himself down. That's what people don't do nowadays. They don't check themselves. They're always pointing the finger. But it's like, you know, he he even, he's like, you know, I know that I'm not perfect because I'm just a human. So if I hate it on you, fuck me. You feel me? I'm not going to act like I'm all high and mighty and all over everybody else. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like I hate it on you, fuck me. And that just really speak on me to me. Because it's like, I agree like like that that gives me the confidence to look at my old self and be like, yeah, that nigga was a dick. He didn't know what was going on. Oh. So if I fuck you over in high school, I apologize. I, I'm truly, sincerely apologize. But I'm not that same nigga. And you know, I can understand whatever malice or, you know, however you feel towards me. And it just like, it really gave me the confidence to say and to look at myself and be like, you know, you made mistakes, but that's all right, because at least you're admitting it now. It gave me the confidence to to admit the mistakes that I made, you know? Bro. But see, like, that's all right there, bro. Bro, I was going to say this, because I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. Because I feel like when I started listening to Frank Ocean, Tyler Creator, people like that, they were the first people to make, to, in music to me that I've ever listened to, 
to make it seem to make it to where you don't have to be hard in order to be like that that dude. Like Tyler Creator, Tyler Creator literally said in his song, I'm about as threatened as stained windbreakers and hurricanes. And it was like he, he him just saying that right there to show that he doesn't think he's the biggest or hardest. And a lot of times, especially as men, we feel like we gotta be like that. Like in high school, we always want to be the toughest, yada yada, exactly. talk the most mess. But it was like it wasn't until I started listening to them and seeing people that like I could look up to and them not showboat and act like they're the strongest or the richest people ever. Cause they were still rocking bent. Like I remember I watched the video of um of of Frank Ocean singing Nikes without auto-tune. And then one of the comments was like, I can't believe he really recorded this in bands while they was untied. And I was like, bro, that is that just makes it so but it's so cool to me because it's like he's not rocking no Louis Vuittons. He's not showboating. Like dudes go to the studio nowadays with hundred thousand dollar chains on. It's like, well, look, that's why you get robbed outside the studio. Exactly. And like that's just, you know, I'm I'm you know, I'm just leave it off at that because I feel like you said it perfectly. Like people are just trying to showboat literally just for the gram. And you know, literally on this album, he has a song called Facebook Story, mm-hmm. where it's basically he just talks about well, he it's not Frank talking about, but he interviews. I wonder, you think it was Mikey that conducted these interviews, Mikey Alfred? I think he did the one at the end, but the the be yourself one was from a voicemail from Yeah, yeah, it was his mom. Like, it was his yeah. mom or his friend's mom. Well, I know it was somebody's mom. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, but um the the Facebook story, he's basically like, it's this guy, and he's like, he he's literally living with this girl, or not this girl, let me say this woman. And they have a nice relationship, all that. And she just made a Facebook and he doesn't accept her fa- friend request on Facebook because he's not on Facebook. He's living in the real world and she's getting upset and mad about it. And they literally end up breaking up. And at the end of the song, he's like, I just don't understand. I'm here living with you. You see me every day. We're happy. And you break up with me because I didn't accept you on Facebook. He's like, it's fake. It means nothing. It's not real. And I don't, and like people just don't realize that because people live their whole lives on Facebook. Like it's crazy because the most popular people, and I'm not talking about, you know, the little popular Facebook famous people, but these people that run like the big meme pages or like have these hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if you see them in, in, in person, it's almost like they have no idea how to act around, like act with real human beings and like have real human contact. And it's like, we've been so engulfed in this reality created on, on a screen, social media, that that is now slowly and surely becoming real life. Whereas having a conversation with two people is now almost seen as taboo or weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, being like, hey, how's your day to a stranger is like, did he just say that to me? Like, exactly. you can, it's so sad nowadays that, like, if you even try to have a conversation with a girl, like with a random girl, you automatically hitting on her. It's like, bro, what? Like, I just, I, I remember I, I came up to, it was me and Adrian at the mall. And I walked up to this girl. I was like, I think I was like, I like your dog or something. And she was like, I have a boyfriend. I was like, what? Really? I like, exactly. I just want to know, first of all, you have a dog in the mall, which is odd in itself. 
But I just want to know what type of dog it is. It was a cute dog to me. But you now you want to go on this. Not only did she – she, like, said it in my face, too. It's like, I got a boyfriend. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, girls especially, like, you know, they're just – and, you know, I don't necessarily blame them because yeah. of how men act in society. So I'm not going to, you know, just put all the blame on the females. But like you said, it's, like, so weird to just have a regular conversation with people nowadays. Like, I remember over the summer when I left Vegas and I went to the South, Louisiana, like, somebody just said to me outside, like, oh, I like your shirt. How are you doing? Or something like that. And I, like, didn't know how to respond because it was weird to me. And I was like, bro, that's so sad that that's weird to me because it's now to the point where you're not talking to people unless you know them and you don't really meet new people after you graduate high school. So are you really content with knowing and only talking to the people that you met and then went high school, which is what people don't realize a small different, such a small demographic of the world. You're literally boxing yourselves in because only, you know, the only people that can go to this school, you know, it was different from us for us because we went to a magnet school. So it was a little bit different people from every every corners of, of the city or whatever. But at the end of the day, still, that's still just a city. So most public schools, you're only getting people within a five, 10, whatever mile radius. And all of y'all are living the same, thinking the same. So you're just in your own echo chamber at that. But, and then you're not even open to meeting new people. And I think that's why like, you know, it's like just so not, what's the right word? It's like so, there's so much disconnect between people in society because, you know, they're just like sitting here only wanting to talk to people they know. And literally you only know like 20 people. Mm -hmm. There's 7 billion people on earth, <laughs> 320 million people in the US. And you over here, posting shit like like Drake and like this was a famous song no new friends no new friends no new friends no no new and it's like we over here literally wanting to cut ourselves off from meeting people and thinking that's cool mm -hmm. Mike like Kanye said relationships is a new currency exactly and, and a lot of people yeah. are limiting themselves because they're scared to talk to somebody or they feel too uncomfortable to talk to somebody Exactly. And I, I mean, I had that same problem. I used to be shy as I don't know what, but I had to grow out of it because it's like, you know, I mean, opportunities I'm gonna miss out on if I'm just sitting there quiet the whole time. Like I had to really like turn myself into somebody that's gonna like ask questions, walk up to somebody, shake their hand, do what I gotta do. I didn't it, like. I'm not an, an extrovert, as they would say. I'm definitely an introvert, but I had exactly. to. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, like Frank, you know, literally just the whole OF squad, like Tyler, Earl, all of them, they've been like, especially recently, so influential to like how I've been carrying myself and like how I live my life. Like, like I said, Wolf, I mean, kind of Flower Boy, kind this this song, Cherry Bomb, not Cherry Bomb, but it was on the album Cherry Bomb. But two-seater, 
and Smokers. You were like, those two songs, bro. I was like, bro. Fire. Like, especially Smokers, because, you know, Kanye was on that, and Lil Wayne, but literally just all of every single, like, it was one of those songs where you would hear the first verse and be like, okay, and then the next verse come on, you'd be like, God damn. And then, I mean, Lil Wayne verse was cool, but it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't on Kanye or Tyler's level. But Tyler picked it he back said, up at the end. Yeah. Like, this nigga Tyler, he started off, he's like, he started the motherfucking song off. He said, like an HIV victim, ain't nobody fucking with me. <laughs> then he said, I got banned from New Zealand. Whitney called me a demon. And I'm a terrorist. God damn it. I couldn't believe it. Nigga. Because he literally got banned from New Zealand. You know how, you know how. <laughs> You know how much of a savage you gotta be to get banned from a country, nigga? <laughs> and I like the part where he like, I'm working. Oh no, he was like, he was basically saying I'm working on, I'm scoring movies while y'all sit there and smoke like broken exhaust pipes or something like that. And I'm like, in the world where where like smoking has become so cool and so like everybody wants to do it, he was literally like, yeah, I don't want to smoke at all, and I'm gonna make fun of y'all who smoke. You feel me? That's cool. Exactly. Just to man. go against the grain like that is just, to me, that's that's way better than just a rapper doing drill rap and then having a bar. Exactly. Like, we can literally go through, like, five songs and talk, just go through the lyrics of them and talk about those for so long. Like, this nigga was like, I clearly don't give a sub so you can run that shit back and fuck your loud pack and fuck your Snapchat. And that's facts, because I was thinking today, People be on Snapchat acting like they celebrities, like, you know, and I was victim. I, I used to do this, you know, you know, I'm, you know, turning new leaf, so I'll admit it. But those motherfuckers that will literally not open your Snapchat and act like a celebrity. And I just realized how toxic that is. So the motherfuckers literally sitting here trying to have a conversation with you. <laughs> and you think that you too good to respond to them. And it's like, nigga, who are you? Right. And then Kanye, you know, Kanye's part was just so cold. Like, he said, because Nike gave a lot of niggas checks, but I'm the only nigga to ever check Nike. And well, this was this was the part that every time I got to this part, I had to restart the song. Because he was like, richer than white people with black kids. Nigga, one literally... <laughs> Hold up, let me get through it. He said, richer than white people with black kids, scarier than black people with ideas. Nobody can tell me where I'm heading, but I feel like Michael Jordan, Scotty Pimpin at my wedding. They say I'm the they say I'm crazy, but that's the best thing going for me. You can't lynch Marshawn with Tom Brady throwing to me. I don't made a million mistakes, but I'm a successful man. That nigga, I was like, what the I literally had to restart, restart that song every time I got to that part. Because I was like, bruh. Nigga literally said, scarier than Black people with ideas. Everybody know, you know, a nigga with a book is more scary than a nigga with a gun. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, these people, it's because they expect you to have that gun, you know? Yeah. So they're not... They're just, they expect you to do that, but they're not expecting you to be intellectually on the same path as them. You know, I'll, I'm, I can wholeheartedly sit here and say, 
you know, and I hate to make it about race, but this is just real spill, real shit, that when you're looking at the black race versus the white race, and even though, you know, I ain't gonna count the white race, y'all, y'all getting overran right now, and your Asians is beating your lines right now. But when you look at these two races, intellectually white people is beating black people ass, beating our ass, wiping the floor with it. So <laughs> if you're able to put yourself on that intellectual battlefield and not only be able to dodge bullets, but shoot some motherfuckers back and have better aim and hit them motherfuckers. One, you already black. So we already know what power that has universally and melanin in the sun and all that shit. I'm not even about to get into all that. But intellectually, once you put yourself on that same level, the world is your oyster. You can do whatever the fuck you want at that point. Because, you know, money is a blessing and it's a curse at the same time. Because it's a curse in the sense that it runs everything, but it's a blessing in the sense that it runs everything. Because no matter what, if you are able to find a way to get money, people are gonna fuck with you. They're not gonna care if you're black, Asian, trans, gay, whatever, because this world runs on money. All they care about is getting that money. So if you are on that intellectual battlefield and know how to maneuver and shoot bullets and dodge bullets back, then that's where you're, you know, you really let ready to level up. And if you righteous, make some good and some good changes within the world. Whereas you feel me, a nigga with a gun, you might be able to shoot some real bullets, but that's only going to take you so far. That's facts. Oh, that's facts. That was a beautiful thing. Beautiful symphony. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about the lyrics to for Kanye. Yeah, I mean, we was talking about, this all stemmed from uh, the Man of Moon album, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> I mean, Kanye, Kid Cudi, they're kind of the same. I mean, they, you feel me? They run with the same people. Feel yeah. me, but, 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 oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, you feel me? Well, I mean, I feel like we're going to get to this next anyways, but what was your, your top five this year? Um, let me pull it up. If you remember. My top, I know it wasn't none of these niggas y'all be listening to. Just, just while I find it. Or I lied. But my first one was this group called Unknown Mortal Orchestra. And that is, I'll put y'all on to them. They code, they like a different sound. And do you know them, Andre? No, I don't. I'll send you some, you'll fuck with them actually. And then after that, right behind them was Kid Cudi. And then right behind Kid Cudi was Tame Impala. And then Fleet Foxes was after them. And that's like, I was big on them when I was skating because they was like a vibe, you know, like how you were saying earlier, you're moving out that phase of like listening to rap and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's really what I was on this year. Like I was tired of rap. And I think I don't, I wouldn't even classify Kid Cudi as rap. I, I kind of put him more in the rap slash alternate, you know, sound category. So he was like my bridge from the rap music into this more soft, calming type of music. So uh, after Fleet Foxes, and they were like, they're like, I'm, I'm going to put you on to them if, if you don't know who they are. But they're like more, you know, acoustic guitar, mellow type sounding people, or they're a group. And then Frank Ocean was right, right after them. And then Kanye was after them. 
And then I started getting to my nigga shit. Then it was Drake and G Herbo. How, what was yours? Uh, but my top six was you and Mo, Kid Cudi, Tame Impala, Fleet Foxes, Frank Ocean, and Kanye. My mine was Frank Ocean was first. Then it was Kanye. I think it was Earl. And then it was, I think it was Tyler after that. And I forgot the fifth one. Okay. I, I mean, that's but honestly, mine were like very weird because, and I don't feel like that's a good representation of mine because I didn't download none of my music. Like I would, I would have it on a playlist. So it didn't calculate everything I listened to. So it was kind of like skewed a little bit, but I mean, I feel like Frank Ocean, Kanye West and Earl Sweatshirt are probably, Earl Sweatshirt is hard to me. Like, Earl is cold. Like, I really fuck with Earl, honestly. Because, so like, one of these songs, he was, he just say some real ass shit. You know, he be shouting out, like, Nakel and, and the shit in his songs. I really fuck with him. But um, do you have the list of, like, your top 10 songs, well, the top 100 songs? I ain't even gonna cap. What, my, my number one song that had the most plays was a Tech A song. Really? But, yeah, but it was, so how Apple Music does it, they don't do it from January to, to January. They do it from like November to November. So I was listening to the song by Tech A, Got a Blast, like on repeat from like November to like February probably. And uh, it's only a two minute song. So like, you know, it's one of those where I'd get halfway through then I heard the bar and I'd be like, ooh, I got to restart that. Because he was like, fuck, what did he, hold up. I'm about to, cause I don't want to get it fucked up. But uh, Beach Fossils was in there, Bad Bad Not Good, Dumb Surfer. You know, I feel like this is more representative of like what your playlist would show just mm -hmm. because it, it got the songs that you always listen to and not really the artist. It wasn't, bro. It like on mine, it, the, it says number one is in by Frank Ocean. It says like 11 plays. And I know, I mean, I like I like end a lot, but that's not like my number one. And then like the second one was Shattered Dreams, which got six plays. I like honestly, I, I don't know. Like, what are your numbers at? Like, how many plays does it say? The God of Blast song had 93. See, mine has 11. That's my highest. That's why I think. But that, that could also, were you listening to music on Apple Music all the whole year? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I think I was, because I didn't have, like, the other songs downloaded. Like, I wasn't listening to it from my library. I was listening to it from my playlist. And that just goes to show again, man, how Apple is just like racist for no reason. Oh. Pussy boy making home. Oh, all right, all right. Now I know the lyric. He said, and this is like some real nigga shit now that I realize it, but it was cold at the time to me. He was like, pop up at the club, we get up, which is smoke him down like a damn swisher and that's like when i was smoking hella so every time i heard that i just had to restart it because i was like you know i'm trying to smoke niggas down like a damn swisher but you know that's not me no more guys <laughs> um uh let's see what's some 
I'm about to put y'all onto this Unknown Mortal Orchestra song, you know, while we're here. Because these niggas, like, really, I'm not going to say save my life. Because, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to give nobody credit for that. I'll save my fucking life. But, like, these niggas are just so cold. Literally every song, too, now that I think about it. Like, this one song, it's called Faded at the Morning Time. I know that you heard this song. Cause I would play it whenever we smoke, but Wait, is, this the one, is this the one where your brother came down there and he was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro, he came down there. I was like, turn it. Oh. He like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> but this one song on the same album. They go like it's called No Need for a Leader. And they go, maybe one day we'll have no need for a leader. And I was like, man, why can't niggas just grow up? And you feel me? Realize that you don't need a number one American. You don't need a leader. Just be mature and know what the fuck you want to be about. And that's why, you know, I just want to plant the seed in y'all head. Look into organized anarchy as a, a legitimate government system. Because when people say anarchy, they just think motherfuckers running around rioting and shit. But all anarchy means is there's no government. You can do what you want. Which, if everybody has this understanding and still adopts this social construct, I mean, social contract, contract of things that we're gonna do and not gonna do, you don't need a government standing over you because all you got to do is like and you know if if y'all haven't read this book you know y'all can literally read it it'll take you less time to read this than it will for you to listen to this whole pod so especially if you're you're at this point in the pod i'm not going to say pause the pod and go listen to it please listen to the whole pod but you know take your time take 30 40 minutes out of your day if it even takes that long to read this book. And it's called uh, Willie Lynch's uh, The Making of a Slave Letter or The Willie Lynch Letter, Making of a Slave, something like that. And basically in the letter, it's this slave master. And he's teaching other slave masters how to create slaves and like how to get them to not only love their master, but like obey them and want to die for them. And one of the first points he made was to make the perfect slave, all you have to do is one, I think we talked about this in another pod, but breaking where you take the biggest, baddest slave in there that's defying you the most, and then publicly you humiliate them. Two, all you have to do is, um, all you have to do is teach one generation and then after that, that generation is going to do your work for you because they're just, they're just um, doing the work for, they're doing your work for you. Like if you teach one generation of slaves, that's, that same generation is just going to keep their, teach their kids. You don't have to do any work after that. And, you know, when I read that, it just showed me how we are still 
to this day all slaves, you know, which we may not be literally physically in chains and enslaved, but you know, two songs that just remind me of this that I know Andre at least knows probably both, but at least one of them is New Slaves by Kanye, where he just literally lays out how slavery never it changed, but the whole dynamic of it is really still the same. You want you want to speak on that song real quick? So basically, New Slaves, you feel me? Kanye goes, he talks about how not only the music industry has made people slaves, especially like black artists. I remember this one line where he said, he was like, y'all throwing contracts and y'all know that can't read. And it was just like, we're like music industries or music, the music industry is throwing con contracts at these, these kids really like their kids are 17, 18, these black kids knowing that they don't have any education about how to, how to read a contract or how to, how to deal with money. They just showed this big, this big uh, deal that they're going to give them, you know, 250,000. Literally they know you got to pay all that back or you got to, you just got to live by their rules. You got to dress how they want, how they want you to dress. So that was the first way he talked about it. And then he talked about how clothing it has made people slaves. And I remember this one line, he's like, uh, he was like, I remember it used to just be black people, but now everybody's spending, everybody wasting money on Alexander Wayne. And this is, and, yeah. and I feel like that's so true because it's like, now when you look at who's like the hype beast or what the hype beast culture is, like it's mostly like Asians and white people who are like buying Jordans and things like this. I mean, it's, I mean obviously it's always gonna be black people too, but it's really the Asians running that resale market and all that. So, it, I mean, in that song, he's just, he's just talking, and the name really does it justice. It's like, it's just a new form of slavery. We're just newer slaves to a different thing. And, but it, the difference is, is we can break out a lot easier than they can. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the, the other song, you know, he just described that perfectly. So I'm not even gonna touch it as explanation, but another song that, you know, and J. Cole has, he probably forever gonna be on my mount. If I had a mount much Rushmore, it'd have like at least 10 heads of different niggas. But he's for sure gonna be on that because he like really got me into conscious rap. And like he he's the one that really got me starting to look at lyrics and not just listen to the music, but hear what the people are saying. And like his album Voluminati yes, is sir. like one of those. One classics of the not born center born center one of the greatest um, albums of all time literally yeah and one of the songs on there chaining day and literally in the song he's just talking about like chaining day how how motherfuckers like we literally used to be in shackles and chains but now we're going out and buying the chains ourselves mm -hmm. and it just goes to show like how yeah, times have changed. If you look at things, you know, complexly and literally, but if you step outside and look at things in a in a third person ominous type of view and just step outside and like, you know, this is what I try and do, you know, with everything. I try and simplify everything. And that is how you know if you're doing the same thing or if you're not. Because if you just step outside of yourself and just look at things simply, look at life simply, 
nothing has really changed. We're still slaves. It's just a different type of currency, a different type of slavery. You know, the best way to keep your slaves is to make them feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Look at us. We're comfortable. We have all these nice clothes, these nice chains, all this shit. But at the end of the day, we're still slaves, slaves to a system, slaves to a man. What's really the difference? Enslaved, I'm not going to say to our peers, but slave to the people around us because because in that song, he talks, or the background is like, I need you to love me. So it's like he's buying and he's consciously buying all this stuff. Like even in the end, he goes and buys another chain, if I'm not mistaken. But he like, yeah, yeah, but it's like we're doing this because we make, because we feel like it's going to make people like us more or love us more. You feel me? Like, and I feel like from chains to Jordans to, to shirts, it's like we all do that in order to make people love us more or to get more attention from, from people. Yeah, like one of the lyrics he says, he says, this is the last time. Don't take my chains from me. This is the last time because I love this slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it literally like, that just goes, to, people do not be reading the lyrics. They don't be understanding. And then, like you said, he ends the song with saying, I need you to love me, love me, love me. Like we need, we're looking for all this love from shit, from people that are only given love in the in the form of likes. Like you go on Instagram, you leave the heart as a like, you know, love. But is that real love? People do so much shit for Instagram likes, for, you know, that attention, literally, no, I honestly believe this. People, the stuff people buy, they are only doing for attention. Mm-hmm. And that attention is really only gained on Instagram. So you're spending all this money doing all this shit for, for some stuff that dis- doesn't really even matter. Because even if you go to a party or something, nobody like really cares if you have some nice, a bunch of nice ass chains on, some nice ass shoes on, whatever. It's like, it's cool, but the only real attention you're getting from that is on the gram or on Facebook or on whatever, you know, social media platform you want. So, you know, even on Twitter, the likes are hearts. On Facebook, people leave the heart emoji if they really like it, the love reaction. So you're getting all this literal fake love Artificial. and you're taking it as real love you don't even know, and this goes back to what we were saying at the beginning, we don't even know how to have real interactions with people. We don't know what real love is and what a real, you know, human genuine interaction really looks like in this society today. So now we're, you know, over here flocking to Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media platform you're on to, to get this love when it's still not authentic at the end of the day, because no matter if you have 10,000 likes, you have 10 likes, you're still not going to feel loved when that your your phone go off at the end of the night. You feel yeah. me? And, and like a lot of people and I, everything you said was, was perfect, but I just want to add this. It's like people are, are trying to make people fall in love with them for the wrong reasons. Because if you, if you go out and dress up, you're going to have to keep dressing up and keep buying clothes in order for people to love you. You feel me? And then also if you just if you think you're just gonna have a whole bunch of chains and then you're just gonna be king dingling, there's gonna be somebody else who's gonna who can buy more chains than you. And it's and it's gonna be like once people 
once those people that you feel like love you under, I mean, see that you're not who you think you are or that you're not who they think you are and you can't, you can't wear the best outfit anymore or you didn't went broke, you can't afford no more change, then they're going to lose that love for you because it was never any real love in the first place. It was just their, exactly. they just, they just fed your ego. That's it. Exactly. That's, that's literally all we're doing is ego feeding, but you know, you, you never really die. It's just death of the ego. So you spend all this time, you know, living your life, trying to build up your ego when at the end of the day, all our egos die. You feel me? Even, and that's before death, but even if you try and hold on to that ego until you die, you can't take that with you. You're not this body, you know? You are a soul. You are, you feel me? Consciousness. Everything but what you physically see in the mirror or what I'm looking at at you, Andre, or what you're looking at me. We're not this. We are light spiritual beings that are connected with the universe that has no ego because at the end of the day, no, no matter how cool you think you are, no matter how good you think you look, you're not the universe. You got nothing on the universe at all. You don't even got shit on the planet. So we all have these big ass heads. To be honest, you said what? We ain't even got nothing on a tree. To be honest, thanks. Like, bro, I don't. One, you know, I'm not one to just tell people to go do drugs. But if you haven't tried shrooms or acid, I implore you to try one of them. Psychedelic education coming up soon. But you know. I always bring this up, but during one of my trips, I really looked at a tree and like really studied it and realized how amazing the motherfuckers are. And humans could never do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, amazing. Just cause, just because you're cute, that doesn't mean you have value. Hoffman, my zoo. Yeah, shout out to that boy Swaggy H. Yeah, but um, you know, while we're on the topic of all these albums let's let's go to some nigga shit real quick i mean no i don't really i'm not even gonna say this nigga shit but did you listen to the the carter five deluxe version that lil wayne came out with i didn't even know it came out (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i mean i like lil wayne a lot but i didn't know it came out all i heard about going to jail yeah yeah which we're about to talk about too actually we can just talk about because i listened to it but i mean it was cool i like some songs or whatever but it wasn't nothing that I'm about to sit on here and talk about. You feel me? Like, <laughs> that's all I got to say on it. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. Um, you want to catch him up to speed on on basically what happened? Honestly, I don't. I don't even know why he he's going to jail. Is it because of guns again or something like that? Yeah. So yeah. basically, he got arrested on a gun charge, and uh, he recently just pled guilty. So it looks like he's about to do some jail time. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, I don't even know what we can say about it. Honestly, there's no like evaluating. I mean, I mean, I I don't know why you're still getting caught with guns. You feel me? I feel like he's at a point in his exactly. life. Like, just get a registered gun. Or just you have security all around. First of all, bro, I don't feel like anyone's hunting little lanes like that. Maybe he knows something we don't know. But like yeah. as far as like artist i feel like he has probably one of the highest amounts of respect that any art any rap artist has 
Like everybody yes. respects Lil Wayne for the most part. And he put a lot of these people on. Like like Young Thug and them, I feel like he really paved the way for them. And I feel like people know that too. People understand that Lil yeah. Wayne is that dude yeah and i fuck with wayne because you know he a skater so you know all skaters a little bit they got a little bit real at least a little bit real nigga in them so that's why i fuck with him but um yeah that's all i got to say about that (laughs) um hopefully you know i'm not even gonna say hopefully but damn that sucks lil wayne um (laughs) casanova if you want to do a uh, interview before you go in, you feel me? Hit us up, or we or can, you know, oh, while you while you in jail, yeah, yeah. Be- like I'm not saying this because I don't fuck with you, Wayne. I mean, I do. That's why I want. Honestly, you. I, yeah, I don't really care either way, but you know, I don't have no, I don't dislike you. You know, I like your music and I like that you skate. You know, I haven't looked into you enough to judge whether or not I like your personality, but I'm not gonna shit on, you know, a black man doing what they gotta do. So he was in the IC. You know, yeah. But um Casanova, well we can kind of group these two together. Have you heard did you hear about G Herbo and and the allegations going around right now about him? Yeah. What you you said it was fraud, right? Or it's fraud? He did something with fraud. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, I think it was, I don't know, I know Casanova, he's in federal trouble with the FBI, like the FBI sent subpoenas to him, but I think with G Herbo, it's just, the well, I'm saying just the Chicago, it's the police at the end of the day, but the Chicago uh, police, they arrested him, or he was wanted for fraud, and he ended up surrendering, and not only that, his baby mama is one of his of the witnesses now, <laughs> which is so fucked up, bro. That's hella fucked. That's some petty ass shit. And, and that's, that's that's girl's favorite. You feel me? People love Kaya. I don't know Ari. 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 Yeah. But her, yeah, Ari. That that's what I was about to say. Like I remember in high school, motherfuckers, not even just girls. Like niggas was just in love with her. I yeah. just thought she was a you know a regular thought, a thought. But, you know, I ain't really pay no attention to it, but that just goes to show you how you can take these bitches. Well, I ain't even, like I said in the beginning, bitches is both is non-gender specific. It can be niggas or bitches, I mean, females or males. So. <laughs> that just, you just destroyed the point. I know I said niggas or bitches, but the, the fact of the matter is it can be males or females can be bitches, but. <laughs> to show you that you can take somebody out of the hood and this terrible, you feel me, life that they have, give them money, give them a baby, have a child, yeah, have a child with them, and they'll still stab your ass in the back and mm. motherfucking testify against you in court. She was named the number one testimony, the number one, number one witness. She might have snitched to the police on him. Bro, that's t- that's so sad, bro. But fraud was what, like credit card fraud, or he was like scamming people. You, I don't know, honestly. Like, it's just, it's just sad to see because he's probably really going to go to jail. Because, mm-hmm. 
like y'all just gotta think if she's his the one of the witnesses you know they was like this like he got a whole song about that girl and <laughs> so she really if she if she's gonna go to the point to be one of the witnesses then she about to spill the beans and she know everything that was going on so mm-hmm. i mean all i gotta say is like watch out fellas for the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you get pregnant and it's like no matter how you good that pussy is or how good you think y'all relationship is some some people in life are demons and they will come back at any chance and bite you in the ass yeah no matter what you do for them yeah some people are very vindictive over nothing yeah now i mean you know, you got anything else to say on that? I don't even know what else to say. Like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say free you, but <laughs> that's tough. Yeah, if you want to do an interview too, you feel me? You can hop on. Yeah, and I fuck with you. Like, I started, I Bro, started messing with her though. Yeah. After, um, I remember I used to not like G Herbo at all, and then uh, my homie that I was talking about in the earlier uh, pod after he died, because he was like a big G Herbo fan. Like, he would always try and get me to listen to G Herbo. I was like, no, nigga, I just don't like that nigga. But after he died, I was like, man, fuck it, I'm going to give this nigga a chance. And I started liking him after that. Because especially when the songs Write My Name in the Sky, he was like, when he was basically talking about his dead homies and, like, he was writing their name in the sky, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck with that. But G Herbo nice, bro. I mean... I don't listen to him no more like that, but he, his old stuff, like Humble Beast is probably going to be one of my favorite albums of all time. Humble Beast is cold. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, I mean, G Herbo kind of like fell off with me when he, when he teamed up with uh that, what's his name? Southside? Southside. Yeah. yeah. That's when he kind of fell off for me, but Humble Beast, Strictly For My Fans and uh, Ballin' Like I'm Kobe, classics. Yeah. I mean, I think the first songs I heard of him was Wilt Chamberlain and uh, Write Your Name in the Side. That Wilt Chamberlain, all hundreds. That was what was cool. But um, yeah, and the, the awesome. Humble Beast album, like literally that entire album, like yeah. this and that, the song with Yachty and I forgot the other niggas that was on there, but that <laughs> shit was cool. Three. Like that, that that was like one of those songs where I was like, man, you know, I couldn't necessarily exactly relate to that situation, but like it was relatable in the sense that like I feel like most black people that you know, I'm not gonna say from the streets, but like live in the hood and like around that life, they can relate to. Like nigga was like, he started the song. He said, a st- "This literally was the song he started off the album with." He said. A street nigga like me, at least, gotta keep it G at least. If I ain't on my own two feet, now I might just be deceased. <laughs> a street but, nigga but, like me, at least. The song that got me on that album was Bipolar, bro. That song is so fire. It goes, do, 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 But he was like, he was like, he was like, I got shot on the block. Next day I was, no, he got, I got shot in my foot. Or something like that. They called me a hypocrite. I was back on the block the next day with my crutches and my Glock give up about the healing. I was like, bro, what? 
The Malcolm song was one for me. Yeah, fire. Where he was like, the story. Once upon a time, that he was just talking about a from gang banging, came slanging moms, threw him out the house. One, he was on probation since 13. That's hella bad. But <laughs> <laughs> but you feel me? Like he was cold, but you know, I I'm not gonna say I hope you beat the case. I hope you figure it out. Whatever. Nah, nah. I hope you beat the case. I hope you beat only it. because I know he was turning a new leaf in life. And like he was really getting on his shit. He got away from toxic ass Ari. His new girl wasn't, you know, on that same, you know, toxic shit that she was on. So I knew he was trying and it just sucks when something from somebody's past comes back yeah. and bites bites on the ass. That always sucks. Um do you know who Casanova is? Yeah, I heard I watched like an interview. He like stabbed for yeah. or something. I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know that. See, yeah, I don't really know him like that, but I know he just got well, he was wanted by the FBI. God, and he man. a New York nigga. And he surrendered and he was wanted for gang violence and fraud. See, fraud, fraud. And that's to all these scamming niggas and all that. You know, like I'm not about to incriminate myself on this interweb, but that shit's not worth it. No matter how much money you make, it's not worth it at all. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. But yeah, <laughs> he got. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah, it's like one, got too much to say. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I mean, some people were like, DJ Vlad is is the feds. No, nah, they no, nah, they just answering the questions. You ain't gotta answer the question. Yeah, that's facts. You just be like, but, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even got nothing to say. Them niggas are stupid. That's all I got to say. Niggas are still niggas are 40 or however the old they are, with hell hella money still living the same lives. So mm-hmm. there's they're dumb. Yeah, you know, that's the issue. Nothing. People still living the same lives. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. We can't keep pointing the finger. Yeah. You gotta look at yourself. Um, I know I sent you this video of Drake showing off a million, a lit, literally, we're not exaggerating, a million dollar outfit. Yeah, it was like nine hundred thirty-five thousand. A million, because <laughs> of tax. Because. <laughs> So it's like, you feel me? One, I think it was either rap or the shade room that posted it. And then they just had the goat emoji. You know them. And I was like, I was just like, this literally, it's just, it's a visual representation of you niggas' priorities. Now, Drake is rich. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. But y'all, so I'm not hating on Drake. But y'all not rich. So y'all, y'all not rich at all. <laughs> and y'all are so quick to call this nigga the goat because he's wearing a million dollars, which is stupid. But like I said, he rich. He can do whatever he want with his money. But y'all are over here praising him, giving him more money and attention. When I don't know about you, I haven't heard shit Drake Drake on did for the black community. Except for acting like he, 
No, he did. He went to he that, he, he did that thing for God's plan. Oh, that like music video. But he got. I feel like he got more money off the song God's Plan than he did than he gave out money, which but I'm I, not hating. Yeah, I mean he still did what he did though. You feel me? So yeah, I'm not about to hate on him, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's his money. Y'all yeah. niggas not rich, so I don't understand why y'all are sharing that, acting like that's just the coldest thing a nigga can do. But, but also, but, like, you feel me? Like you said, he is rich, so he could go out and buy outfits like that, but y'all doing the same things, but y'all ain't rich, and y'all using, like, y'all whole check on an outfit. You feel me? That's where the, that's where, you feel me? That's where Drake's uh, fantasy and you the reality. You feel me? You got to recognize <laughs> that your reality is different than Drake's. Yeah, and like I don't think people realize, you know, Drake is a is a half white, and again I don't have anything against you know white people or Jewish people. I don't, I don't have nothing against Jewish people speci specifically, but you know, the whole race itself, you know, we can have a conversation about, but you know. You know what? I'm just going to tell y'all to do some research. I'm not even about to go into that because it's not even going to be a good look, you know, and y'all don't like to hear facts. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Drake, you know, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. I'm not going to hate on you for that. But for all of y'all praising that, it just really shows where, where y'all priorities are at, you know? And also, you know, if Drake, you want to come on here, explain to us why you got a million dollar outfit on. You can do that too. You feel me? Invites. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know I sent you that or that that tweet of it was basically a picture of the Baltimore mayor, and he had a he had a he had a clean cut afro, and. Let me go read the tweet. There was like, this is the mayor of Baltimore. Wow, this is dope. And I'm gonna just show a picture to the screen if, if y'all watching on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, this is dope. So I was like, I saw that. I was like, okay, the nigga has a haircut. A nice haircut. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate on the haircut, but Y'all don't know shit about one. Baltimore is literally one of the worst cities ever in America. <laughs> so y'all are over here praising this nigga over running this city over a haircut, saying this is dope. Over a basic haircut too, at that. Over an afro. I know it's not even like he got twisties or nothing. Nigga <laughs> literally just got an afro. <laughs> and that shit looked photoshopped now that I'm looking at it, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me because it's like is that literally how low the bar is for us oh that nigga got a haircut he dope like y'all don't know what this nigga has done for the community y'all don't know what detrimental things he has done for the community bro that was y'all right. know baltimore is one of the worst cities in america so he's not doing that good of a job but his haircut is dope <laughs> Yeah, people are dying left and right. Haircut is dope, though. <laughs> no, nah, this is really him. 
This tweet had like twenty thousand shares, so it just, bro. But that just goes to show you, feel me? Like, it's really black people selling out black people because we all know the biggest demographic of people dying in Baltimore is black people. And the mayor pre, the mayor prior to him was she was black too. So and oh, go ahead. And if you go to Chicago, naked mm-hmm. motherfucking Lori Lightfoot, who literally. Who literally came out this summer dressed in a COVID, you feel me, outfit for a press interview, which I don't even want to get into that. Cause like, Well, let me just say this one thing, you feel me? We're not going to get into politics, but this is just a little keynote for y'all. You see how the mayor of these Black, I mean, yeah, these cities with, filled with Black people that are killing each other, they're Black. And you see how Trump tried to call them out? That's all I'm saying. You feel me? Don't don't always just trust people because of their skin color. Trust people because they're telling the truth. And it, and it's true that Baltimore is the is not a good place. Yeah, Baltimore, Chicago, like mm-hmm. hella places. New York, like you know, I don't even got to go down the list. Yeah, yeah. Literally, there's so many. There's so many Chicago's in America, like Compton, all these fucking cities. So that's why that's why I'm just so adamant about why are we always blaming white people and not looking at ourselves? Because we're not even live, living next to white people. And in some of these cities, the mayors, the people controlling it are even white people. They're they're black people. Like people forget to realize that the slaves was sold to the white people by other black people. Mm-hmm. So at some point we can't just keep blaming white people for everything. Mm-hmm. That's why Loki, the greatest source for black people that are conscious and know what the fuck they be talking about is white people. Cause they have all the money, they have all the business. So you gotta, they, this is, they, this is they shit. So like, you gotta, why are we constantly trying to fight them? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but um, before we we get off here, you know, uh, something I saw today that made me like, wow, you hmm. know, it just like in a good way or really like in a terrible way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it made me laugh, but I was just like, wow, it wasn't necessarily terrible for me, just because. Is some shit I expect, but you know, people started anti-fat shaming Lizzo because she was going on a detox diet. So I was like, all right, these are the same people that are saying, love yourself, love your body, you know, power to women, do what you want. Now they're shaming Lizzo because she wants to get healthy. just leaves me like some stuff that I see and hear I literally have no words for like it literally leaves me speechless of like how just contradicting 
and how dumb some people are. Bro, there's just some things you don't, you can't have an answer for at this point. It's not even, so, there's a lot of things. <laughs> and you can't even, I don't oh. like, what was you going to say? I said a whole lot. Of, I was just saying a whole oh. lot of things. Yeah, and you just can't even like, can't even entertain it most of the time. Yeah. And like, you know, I just want to end this, end this, uh, the pod by saying like, on this topic, like, I feel like women today are damn near being more disrespected. I'm not going to say ever, but they're being, they're getting more disrespected now than they have in a long time. And it's almost being pushed by the very movement that's supposed to be empowering them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one, so many young girls are getting pregnant nowadays. Like, I go on Facebook, I'll literally see five, six, seven girls that I went to high school with. Mind you, I just graduated a couple couple months ago, already pregnant. And then the New Yorker, they came out with uh, the cover page of, of one of their magazines. It, it literally depicted when a, a, a minority woman at that living dirty as fuck. Dirty. Super dirty. There was fashion shit everywhere. She had hella, un- hella opened wine bottles just all over the place had two cats and cats. a bunch of Amazon boxes. Yeah. I was just like, wow. And and the piece was literally like a piece to empower women or supposedly empower women. And I'm like, just look how y'all are being represented. And like, look how, how the people at the New Yorker, you know, think about y'all. So exactly, like, like, like you said, you know, some things you just literally can't even comment on because it's just like, wow, I can't believe that it's, it's like, you know, you know how you make one of those comments or like when it's like, oh yeah, I'll do that when pigs fly or I'll believe it when whatever happens. And then that happens yeah, the and pigs, it's like. The pigs took off for that. The pigs, been, I mean, the pigs are with the birds right now. There's so many things that I've, didn't expect to happen that's already happened like so it's whatever to me now and i just i don't even want to entertain nothing that's below me you feel me that's how i feel at this point and like stuff like that exactly 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 um yeah i I don't got nothing else to say on it but you know i don't want to end the in the pod on on a low on a low mo low you feel me vibration so i want to get back into what we were talking about earlier about these songs you know and another uh i've recently heard this one song called pearly do drops have you heard that no yeah I'll, I'll, i'll just play a little bit of it we don't want to get copyrighted or nothing but yeah. <laughs> That's like the type of shit I'd be on right now. Here, let me let me show you something too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, I'm gonna pull oh, yeah, it. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up uh some song. See, like 
y'all got to get away from the rap just because one, the frequency rap is played at is literally detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. two, like, if you just hearing them nasty down sad beats all the time, you're going to feel down like that naturally. Yeah. And like, you know, we talked about this before, but a lot of rap music or a lot of music that they play on the radio really just attacks your subconscious. So like, you don't even realize what the rap is doing to you. That's like when like I used to argue with my parents, like, no, I'm not going to listen to these rappers. But it was like, you would catch yourself doing like little things that the rapper would do in the music video, or you would catch yourself saying something that he would say. So it's like, they're, they're attacking our subconscious and we don't know. So you can't, if you listen to rap all the time, you feel me? It is, it is, it's doing something to you that you will never be able to see or recognize unless, unless you're really in tune with your actions and your thoughts. Thanks. But here, this is a song. This one's called Irish Boy by Mark, Bart, Mark Knopfler. feel me just a taste you just got a vibe sometimes you like when i read that's what i listen to and yeah you get a reading you feel me we starting a little book club you feel me it's on snapchat it's nothing too big it's just book reviews book discussions you feel me just show off your books because i'm actually in this group right now that i joined for some dumb reason it's called b words and bongs and it's basically like like where you post the, the weed that you have or you smoking weed. So I was like, you know what? We need to do something better than that and freaking make a book club and showcase that and yeah. see how many people join it. Cause it's like 30,000 people in this. Well, it's like 30 people in this other thing, but how many people gonna join the one about the books? Exactly. So far it's too like something that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two on this motherfucking pop. <laughs> but, you know, this is a good, this is good, good company to be in because there's not two niggas like us. No, nah, it's four people. Hey, that's more than I thought would be in it. I'm gonna just add <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't. Nah, fuck that. Nah, cause, cause I feel like you feel me. I at least want to give them the opportunity to see it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's why I started doing the the song of the week thing on Instagram. You know, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram if you haven't at Modern Day Hippies. I'm going to start saying that shit at the beginning of the pod. I'm going to say it after, after we introduce because yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> or, I was looking at the app. You know, I'll save it for later. Uh, that's per- That's like statistical data. Um. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know. If you got any final words, I, I'm going to just leave us off with this this quote from a Childish Gambino album. Um, but you want me to say it first? I can go first. Well, I got a quote too, you feel me, that my stepdad actually said. All right. I wake up a 10, and when I brush my teeth, I'm a 12. That's how y'all got to look at yourselves. That's facts. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Tamarco, you know. He, he a funny dude. 
you know, what I was going to say is it's from Life's the Biggest Troll, which, bro, even that title itself is, like, so, like, you know, it should, should just tell you so much. Listen to Because of the Internet, Childish Gambino. That's an amazing album, too. But, um, and I just feel like this is exactly where me and Andre are right now in our lives. And this is going to be, you know, a song of the week in the future. We don't put y'all on to so many future songs of the week. But he said, I could have stayed where I was and had a life you'd be proud of, but I'd rather chase things never thought of. And just look at MDH. We could have kept hooping and did shit that our parents was going to be proud of and happy that we was doing. Well, okay, so you feel me? I feel like my parents proud, you feel me? of this, but, cause like my dad was telling me, he was like, cause he was watching, he was like, yeah, I'm proud that you're helping people out. You feel me? But I feel like there's gonna be that time, especially like in the near future where we're gonna have to put that fork in the road where it's like, which one are, do, are we gonna take serious? You feel me? Are we gonna, I mean, not take serious, but which one are we gonna go all the way with? You feel me? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've already put that fork in the road. I mean, I'm just, I feel like I'm here. I'm literally at college. Like I was telling you, I'm literally here just to promote this MDH shit. Like I was literally, and I'm still debating whether I'm or not, I'm going to do it. Going to play on the basketball team just to give MDH a a higher platform, like a bigger platform. So I've already made that. I'm just kind of here just to, or in college, just to like kind of put a pause on my life real quick. You feel me? Like yeah, that too. Doing something. You feel me? While we while we make this take off. Yeah, because I mean, even if this doesn't come my main source of income, I'm, it's not like I'm going to stop doing this. You know, mm-hmm. because even if it's helping one person out, that's enough to me, and it's helping me out at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. That's all we have for y'all. Hope hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. You know, amazing conversation. Uh, make sure y'all, you know, be happy, be healthy, stay positive, and you know, just all that good stuff. And like I said, make sure that you, <laughs> make sure that you motherfucking uh, follow us on Twitter at MDH shit or on uh, Instagram at Modern Day Hippies. And if you haven't already, donate to our, you can either donate directly to us at MDH Shit, or you could donate to our GoFundMe account, you know, to help us get our business really up and running because, you know, we're not just going to, spill all of our plans but we got a lot of things that we want to do in the future like i'm gonna just say this 2021 that's a big year that's a big year for 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 us yeah that's bad we need y'all help 2021 yeah 2020 was already a big year and this one gonna be even bigger so you feel me we need y'all help yeah so you feel me and even if y'all don't want to help us we gonna we gonna get we just honestly, we telling y'all that y'all should help us for y'all benefit because we're going to figure it out either way. We're just going to remember if y'all need us help. 
and we gonna have some fire on the way. You feel me? So it's like once we get to once we get what we need to get, you feel me? Y'all gonna be like, dang, I wish we got this sooner. So don't exactly don't jump. Look, I said this quote yesterday. You know what? We're going to end it on this quote. You feel me? Because we, we, we're we known for like not ending it when you said we're going to end it. But we're going to end it. <laughs> Don't join. I mean, people are so ready. To, <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. People are so ready to hop on a wave when it's a wave, but step on it when it's just a puddle. MDHL. <laughs>